My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. All right, guys, you are a 40-plus gay man, and you have a gay man story to tell, and that story came from a lot of different places. It came from your birth, your experiences in high school and college, your experiences dating and loving and being not loved and being dumped and looking in mirrors and questioning yourself and especially questioning, is this who I really am? It's a journey. And I don't, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir right now about that. But when you take yourself on a journey that's like no one other than anybody else can do, which we all do as humans, but there's something about the gay man's journey that is touching. It's real. It's filled with judgments and rejections, but it's also when you give yourself the opportunity filled with acceptance and love. And I'm so excited to have somebody here with me who's been with me before. His name is Ed Wilson. He is a repeat offender on the podcast I'm so glad that he got to be here again. You can listen to the, the well, the shade we threw at each other back in episode 146. Um, but Ed is the author of a brand new book, brand new book called A Gay Man. And I just want to just say, I'm excited because he's been sharing this with me like for months now. And we've been looking at it and talking back and forth. And I'm excited to see that it's hitting the world and showcasing a gay man's story in a way that just might really surprise you. So Ed, welcome to the podcast, man, and congrats on the book, man. So glad to see this out there. Thank you very much, Rick. A wonderful, wonderful intro. And yeah, it's a great, great pleasure to be back. I had so much fun on the first episode. Uh, if people haven't heard it, it is worth a listen. And um, yeah, I'm super duper proud to be launching a gay man. Uh, yesterday was our online launch. Uh, in a couple of months in Melbourne, we'll do a physical launch. We did a Kickstarter where we raised $67,000 Australian dollars um, and sold over 500 copies. It has been an enormous campaign. There are 32 different queer artists. I'm the you know owner, author, creator, manager, project manager, promoter, socials, everything. It's a one-man show, but I have a giant team as well. And um, this is a big deal. This is a big deal for me. And if I may, the people that support me and my publishing and personal coach, um, Monica, you know, she has dreams. She's like, oh, yeah, just go and tell all the most famous gay people in the world. They'll love it immediately and tell everybody else. I'm like, Monica, I love how much you believe in me. And she goes, no, Ed, no. Like, this is a big deal. This is an important story. It's the right time. You've done a great job. And so, you know, I'm just channeling Monica right now and feeling a little bit of humility, but not much. But yeah, I uh, I really do love this book. I'm very proud. It's never going to be perfect. It's my first book. Um, but yeah, fire away. Ask me some questions. What do you well, want to know? Well, it's an interesting thing because I, I, I've got to see it and preview it. So I feel like I'm on the inside circle track here. But you describe it as like Velvet Rage meets Power of Now meets Gay mm. Man's Life, right? 
Yes. And I would have to say that's a pretty good description. Now, what I love about it is you can go through this book pretty quickly. Mm. And you can go through this book and really let it sink in. Yes. Just visually that alone. Like if you just take in every queer artist and what I mean by really take it in, you can take in the art or you can take in the thought mm. it's been dropped. Yeah. Because every thought, at least as I was going through it and no, Ed did not pay me to say all this. As I went through it, there were moments on almost every page where I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. Because it's about helping gay men really fall in love with themselves once and for yeah. all. Yes, like that that is the mission. And it's another reminder, Rick, that me and you are uh, brothers from another mother and another continent um, because we have the same mission and we have very mm -hmm. similar life stories. You know, you're a bit older than me, um, but we're both life coaches and we both dedicated our working lives to uh, educating, exploring and going there with real men just like us having very similar experiences that frankly are very, very important, underserved and neglected in many, many ways. And that's why you have a podcast. It's why I made a book. You know, these things aren't explored with and shared with, you know, young men, women, and in-betweens uh, at an early age. And so we went without. And frankly, a lot of these, the, the central core and the themes of slowing down, you know, the power of now stuff, self-acceptance, all the stuff we talk about all the time. These are universal stories. These are human stories. Every human on the planet can resonate with that. The thing that a gay man is doing is it's got 58 original artworks by 32 different queer artists that truly, literally paint a picture of the scenarios, the emotions, the feelings. And it also represents so many different looking um, queer people and gay men, you know, uh, two of our artists are trans. At least four of our scenes contain trans gay men. Um, mm. And I try to show through the diversity and representation, although the cover admittedly is a very sexy, probably Spanish, mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe Jewish, mm -hmm. uh, white, mm -hmm. pretty much white guy. And I cop a little bit of flack from that for people. But once they turn the pages and have a look at the back and realize the huge amount of diversity here, the point is to have a profound realization that we are all different, but we are all having the same journey. This is a, a multiverse of multi-different gay men. You never see the same gay man on two pages, but it is our story, our shared story. It's my story. It's your story. And I hope that when you have a read of it, dear listeners, you will agree. And it will never be perfect. It will never represent everything about everyone. A lot of people I find, do you find this? They deny that they had a shamey um, childhood around the gay stuff. They're like, oh, my parents never said anything bad about it. And, you know, there's always Uncle Jimmy. I'm like, but how, how quickly did you come out? And they're like, I right. didn't. You go, why is that? Because <laughs> you knew you had something to hide. Why was yeah. that? And because even, you cop the shame. Right. And even if their parents weren't the shame, it was someone else. It was someone else. TV. And, and yep, church, TV, socialization, friend circles, all that stuff. And that may have been happening. And I'm not going to put, I, I'm not, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, blame it on mom and dad. It may have been happening, but mom and dad may have not responded because they just yeah. didn't. 
Yeah. And the whole don't introduce queer stuff to kids thing is enormous. Probably, probably even more so in the United States. I'm very careful oh, with generalizations, but is that very okay? much so right now? It's, it's like, it's, <laughs> oh, it's especially like now it's back again. It yeah, is such insanity. I just literally, I was just reading a quick little um, Instagram post, which I always go like, wait, is, did this really happen? And then I went and did the research and sure enough, so we have this group called Moms for Liberty that just think they're going to they're going to fix everything that's wrong with the you know we're going to eliminate the LGBTQ culture here in the US, right? Well, they did it with alcohol first and that was highly highly successful, right? And yeah, then they did absolutely. it with prostitution, super yep. successful campaign. Yep. Everyone's yep. been liberated ever since. Yep. Um we've never been happier, we've never been getting along better, we've never loved ourselves more and right. um we've never been more together. Yeah. It's just, it's insane. So the latest news story was they went into a library in San Diego who had a beautiful diversity inclusion pride section. Yeah. And they checked out every one of the books in the pride section. Uh, and didn't return it. And they're refusing to return them. Well, guess The what? tactics impress me, you know. From one angle, you can be like, oh, they really thought about that. Like, that's that's conniving. Well done. Yes, and, but they're also really <laughs> stupid because guess what? Of course. You're going to uh, get fined. And because those are library copy books, they're, they're uh, actually printed differently for longer term use. So mm. what you may pay $19.95 or whatever at your local bookstore, yep. those books cost usually double that. So oh, for yeah. every day that they're keeping them, they're getting held hostage and it's already made. The, so the beauty, here's the beauty of all this. Uh -huh. So, of course, the community, San Diego is a very supportive, I'm saying in general, I'm not saying the whole community, but San Diego is mm. a very supportive LGBTQ space. Mm. The community has already raised $30,000 to replace all the books, which is more than they needed to replace them. And mm. donations keep coming in. Yes. And instead of what they had on display, there's mm. actually triple the amount of LGBTQ books now <laughs> in the library, the public yeah. library. So. Kind nice. of screw you, moms. You did, you, yeah. Nice try, oh. but this is, you know, but I think this is a good reason. And for all you guys that are listening, they're like, yeah, yeah, I went through that when I was coming out. I'm 40 years old or older, but this is the reason a gay man can be so profound and moving. It connects us, it shows I'm not on an island unto myself. You're going to mm. see as you go through the book that there are moments, even if there's just one or two moments in the book, like, yeah, I totally identify. Now, I can already hear some guys like, I, I, why do we need the trans men? Because guess what? They're part of the community. And you may not be that, but I'm going to invite you to connect to that. It's so important. Doesn't mean you have to if go If you were born a with a vagina, guy. if you were right. born with a vagina, but you felt like the gay man that you are, wouldn't you hope that me and Rick were being a bit inclusive and helpful for you right now? Yeah, you would. Let's not Absolutely. pretend that trans people are awfully different. They're mm -hmm. also humans having the same experience. Yep. Well, because the same experiences. Bodies. Yeah, just different bodies. And the experience is the same. The rejection, the not acceptance, the not feeling like they fit in, even in our own community. I mean, I hear this from my trans friends all the time. It's like, hey, I love that you're so welcoming, but it is, you're one of the few, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a few things I could say. Number one is let's just quickly check our masculine, white, cis, uh, gay privilege. You know, where the, we can walk into spaces very, very easily. But you look trans, not so much. Um, 
you know, I run a coaching business and I actually last week um, brought on a new client who is a trans man. And just doing that free consult, I was kind of gushing to him. I was like, I'm so glad you're here. Like, I'm so glad that even though I market to gay men, you see yourself as a gay man, you feel like a gay man. And I got to tell you, like the energetic kind of connection that we established together um, was absolutely lovely. And he mentioned in his free consult intake, um, you know, if you're going to feel squeamish talking about sex stuff that, you know, we're probably not going to be a good match. He was a bit shy and unsure. And, um, he ended up saying, Oh, Ed, remember how I wrote that in the free consult? Like, but now you're making me blush. Cause I'm talking about like body pillows and like putting on a strap on and be like, yeah, you want to feel my big dick and like putting it on the pillow and talking to it, like exploring his own reality as a sex yep. sexual being as a man. And yeah, he wasn't born with a penis, but he can certainly have one today. And I just find all that stuff really, really important. If you're only willing to give permission and space to uh, masculine acting cis white men, uh, you're not really on my team. You're not really getting what's really here. And if I want to bring it back to the, the older men as well. A lot of people come to a gay man and they say, oh, that's a great book for young people, as if it's just some kind of simple educational manual about uh, a gay man can exist and love himself. It's... I think they read the book too fast, the way you described it before. They did the quick flick through because maybe they're shy or nervous or afraid of some of the concepts in here. Um, but I, it, frankly, it might be a book for older people. I, I actually think it is. And mm -hmm. the reason for that is that this book kind of, I think, has a timer. The, the first third of it is a generic story about um, not being allowed to be who you are as you grow up. And we're already starting to see that change. Does that mean that these young people today won't encounter the same shame, rejection, stigma? Probably not. We've probably got 100, 200, 300 years to go, in my personal opinion. Yep. But um, the story as it's written is is obviously influenced by me and my experience and mine and yours experience, Rick, and, and the men that I work with frequently, you know, that are over 40, um, usually they have a slightly harsher experience in comparison to mine, but it's the same, it's the same thing. Yep. The thing is, until you have truly radically accepted yourself as exactly what you are without explainer, without compromise, without apologizing, without trying to be anything other than what you are and learning how to do that and really embodying that in your life, then this is still a book for you. The Power of Now is still a book for you. The Velvet Rage may still be very helpful for you. And um, that's what this book attempts to achieve. Whether or not you have your own profound realization towards page you know, 49, 52 as the emotional climax and the transformation um, pieces are unfolding, I don't know. I hope so. It's exactly the same mission as I work towards in coaching as I do with this book. They align completely. Um, but until you, dear listener, know how to notice your mind, realize you are not actually, your essence is not your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings. These are experiences that you are having, but they do not make up your essence. You're not gay because you think or believe you are. You're gay because you are. And tapping into that, the being, the are-ness, the un inalienable, unchangeable truth of your uniqueness, that's a journey. To get there is a journey. To be that is a lifestyle. <laughs> I actually think it's a lifestyle. Yep. I try to live it. And um, yeah, that's what it's all about. Thanks for listening. Well, Done. 
Yeah, we're done. No, we're not done. So <laughs> guys, stay on here. But I, I'm so glad you said that because I I literally I'm turning 60 this week and I mm. still don't feel like I'm done. No. I'm still growing. There's things because and I know many of the guys listening, like, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Rick. Whether you're 20 and going to 30, when you're 30 going into your 40s, whether you're 40s going, there's different layers of coming into yourself. But I yeah. love the premise of if you don't radically accept who you are, like radically, I love that you use that word. Yeah. You will continually struggle. And I'm not saying we're done. I'm uh, There's times I struggle in certain spaces like, okay, you know, but I think the beauty of this is it's the continuum. Mm. I always talk about the pebble in the shoe. You can be floating along and everything can be going good. And you think you got it all working as a gay guy. And then that little pebble shows up. You hear somebody say the word faggot, or you hear somebody say something like a fudge packer, or you go, Oh my gosh, you know, all those queers. Somebody said that when you were five, when you were 10, when you were 14, 18, 19, I mean, it's going to hit, but does it have to take you down? At this stage of my life, I love myself so much. I love that I'm a gay man. I love everything that comes along with that, even the haters. And trust me, I get a lot of them doing this podcast because I realize, hey, I'm having impact and the ones who hate me, I'm having impact because I'm teaching them lessons how to deal with their triggers, yeah, how to deal with their triggered. triggers. Yeah. Because, hey, if triggered. I if if me being a gay man is triggering you, guess what? You get to keep go working because I'm not going anywhere. Well, not anytime soon that I'm planning on it. And so I think it's an interesting way that you brought this into this beautiful art book, number one. I mean, the, the art is just absolutely amazing. Mm, with a simplistic, much. simplistic, and I don't want to diminish, but it is a simplistic message that it doesn't take a lot of words to make it's like the poetry. Point. Yes, yeah. exactly. It aims to be poetry. But it's interesting that you brought up, you know, in describing it like the Velvet Rage meets the power of now. So I'm going to kind mm. of lean into Velvet Rage for a moment. Let's do I'm it. on a uh, on a Facebook group mm. for another in, for another podcast. The um, gay. Gay Man Going Deeper podcast. I love just being in this group. I, I don't promote myself. I just like like being in there and listening. Mm. And it's so interesting, Ed, because literally yesterday I was in there. And just to see the lights come on, a guy posted, I'm reading this book called The Velvet Rage. Oh, my gosh. Mm. This is so impactful. Mm. Now, I'm smiling and kind of snickering here because that book's been out for years. Yeah. It's been out. And for some people, they really love it. Other people are like, nope, this is just, this is not my world. Okay, cool. Then you reading and it's not your world is exactly what you needed to hear because you know, you're living your gay life on your terms, the way you want to do it for others. Everything that Alan Downs wrote in that book is something that, man, I needed to hear that because I felt so much on an Island. But what I liked about seeing that post it suddenly it was like, boom, 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 boom. I've never read that. I should probably get that book. Da, 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 da. This is the beauty of when we bring a message of impact into the world. It has long life potential to continue to have impact well beyond when you and I are walking the face of this earth. Mm. Yes. And, and I, I think feel it like will that's remain what relevant. you're trying to do in this is 
some people are going to love the book for the art. They're going to mm. really, re I, I say this to speakers because I, you know, I, everybody that listens knows that I have a, another full-time gig where I coach speakers and building their speaking businesses. It's like, you're going to have listeners in the audience that they're all auditory. They're going to hang on every word you say. Mm. Then you're going to have the people in the audience who are watching every move you make. They're going to be hearing stuff, but the moves you make mm. that have that impact, that's what they're going to notice. And then you're going to have those people who are like, I just want to, I, I wish I could just have the transcript of this because they need to see that, read it and that sort of thing. Mm. How we reach people is how we reach people. And I think the beauty of this is you're trying to reach people in a way that says, whether you like the visual, whether you like the poetry of the prose, or whether you just like the concept of the message, mm. it's going to resonate somewhere, somehow with you. And it's going yeah. to make an impact. Yeah. Let's talk about the art for a second. Cause I think, um, no, the I great didn't say we were going to talk about the art. We're not, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, I, I don't know about you, but you know, I'm 34. So when I was 12, 13, I don't 14, need, I don't need that rubbed in my face, bitch. Okay? Sorry. I don't need to know that you're 34. It was for, it was 60, for factual so. reasons. Okay. <laughs> it was purely for, um, put a pin in it because I'm about to talk about the internet and computers. Um, so when I was 12, 13, 14, we'd had 56K dial-up modems. These things could pull down images within, you know, two minutes, maybe a bit faster. Um, and sooner or later, I, as a young man, was looking up um, gay stuff, obviously. I was exploring my world, exploring my feelings. Um, it was both sexy and non-sexy. And sometimes I ran into good resources and sometimes I just ran into filthy, filthy porn. Um not necessarily a bad resource, but it would take, it would be helpful to have a guiding hand to be like, this is what this is. This is who these yep. people are. This is what this is like. Um, but you did, I have that. No, of course not. Um, but I came across gay art and for me, like I'm a fairly masculine kind of guy. Right. So I would see Will and Grace. I would see the, the um, Priscilla Queen in the desert, gorgeous movie. Watched it again just the other day, by the way, I absolutely love it. However, I don't see me in that stuff. I don't feel like I'm there. And for me, my Island was, am I the only gay dude who doesn't feel gay, but loves men? And, and, and that's not true but it's my flavor. Uh, it's me. Right. It's my truth. When I came across um, sexy, muscly, happy guys who were also doing often doing sexy things in the cartoons, the manga, the Japanese illustrations types um, that I came across, I finally went, oh, there must be tons of other guys out there who feel like me and have my energy because otherwise they could not have created this. And there was some pretty rough stuff. There was some pretty like really raunchy, sexy stuff. And being able to explore how I felt from so many different angles because of the imagery alone was truly profound to me. So about uh, a year ago when I was kicking around the idea of, I was actually started by kicking around the idea of opening what I consider to be a cool gay store. So it would be full of gay books, gay cartoons, gay comics. That was my primary interest. And then maybe clothing. We get a lot of like daddy and sugar daddy and twink and twonk and bear and otter. Right. And we have fun with that stuff. It's all got a place. And then there's rainbow flags, but sooner or later, it's like, oh, this is all a bit shallow. This is all a bit thin. Um, I was like, what if we could fill a gay store full of cool gay shit? Um, but that has many difficulties and problems that we don't need to get into. And then I realized the actual, the single thing that I wanted most to be in that store was this book. And I mm -hmm. thought, oh, 
now I need to make the book. Um, so for me, and I hope many, many, many listeners, the visuals are an, a huge, huge, huge part of it. The the feelings and the energy and the emotion that is conveyed and the humanity that is shared and connected and expressed through the the imagery uh, is a big, big, big deal. You know, and because as you know, it's a multiverse thing, right? So you're not going to connect with every page, but if you connect with three or four pages, flick to the back. There's a glossary of all of the artists. Uh, a huge part of the A Gay Man project is to promote these guys, to help them make money. Don't know if you know, but artists don't often make a ton of money unless they're huge. You can right. find their Instagram. You can follow their stuff. They probably have a Patreon. They probably have artwork for sale. And I want these guys through A Gay Man to gain greater exposure and new fans and for people to buy their art because it means something because it matters to them because it touched them and i'm sure that amongst all of these you can at least find one or two and um yeah that's my that's my story about imagery and sexy cartoon men which i but still I love today <laughs> but i love that that's how you connect so many different things so you you brought up the multiverse Mm. numerous times a couple of times so far and what mm. i love about that concept and anybody who saw everything everywhere all at once it's like there's so many things happening to all of us right now everything everywhere all at once mm. but i love the premise of that movie because and some people loved it other people like absolutely i don't get it it was too weird and everything what i loved about that is actually it proved the whole point of the movie there's so much being bombarded at us so many different ways that we can get siloed into, see, I'm the only one. Or we can be getting bombarded and we don't know where we fit. Or we can get bombarded and we can go, well, let me observe and understand myself better. Mm -hmm. So your example of the multiverse of, you know, like, am I the only guy who's just, you know, attracted to men and I'm not the stereotypical gay, so to speak? Mm -hmm. Which mm. I hate saying that. There's to me, there's no stereotypical. I mean, okay, there's a certain stereotype that the world has put on gay men, but it's such an interesting space to finally dissect out of the multiverse. Like, oh yeah, this is where I am. This yeah. is me. Yeah. Find this yourself because no one else yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love being who I am in my own way. I can I think you and I are very similar. I'm just kind of like, I'm just a guy who likes dick. Let's just there we are, right? But I can also be like, okay, girl, let's let's get a little campy here because I have that side to me too. Yeah, the theatrical. But the normal, bit. Yeah, but the Rick is just the Rick. Here the I am. Rick. The, the Rick. Rick. Well, that's why everything is the Rick Clemens, you know. That, <laughs> oh. like, actually, some asshole stole the one. I'm sorry, I shouldn't call him an asshole. Now he'll come after me. But um, I don't even know. The asshole will come is after that. the Rick. Yeah, the Rick Clemens. <laughs> but I find it interesting when we own who we are. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Life gets so much it, easier. It's everything. Yeah, it's it's the single most important thing for any person to achieve. Mm -hmm. Because once you know who you are, you have the option to go, can I accept me? Yep. And if you refuse, then you're going to play games and you're going to turn to your mind and you're going to make excuses and pretend and show people a different version of yourself. Or you could just come back and say, hang on a second. Do I want to hurt people? Do I want to cause harm? Do I want to create drama? Or do I just want to sing, dance, play, connect? I like food. I like sex. I like music. You know, whatever you like, your uniqueness is right there. What if you just decided not to apologize for that anymore? Once you realize 
in your heart of hearts, you don't want to hurt people. You don't want to be hurt. You don't want to cause disconnection. I think you'll find the world and our culture and our society is mildly insane. Let's talk about the power of now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mildly insane because we're running around using our minds to be other than what we are. And almost everyone is doing it. And until you slow down and observe, as you said, Rick, you won't realize that you are doing this too. You're more or less mm-hmm. unconscious to your truth because you're living through there's three major selves that I like to talk about the mind derived self. That is a self concept that you believe in that yep. is derived from the mind. There's just your raw, simple truth. That's underneath all of that, that you need to slow down to be able to connect with and listen to. But if your whole life you've been told it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're probably very, very good at ignoring, rejecting, explaining away and avoiding your truth. And the third one's the inner child and, that's where our playfulness and our silliness and our, our simple joy can come from. So I think everyone should be very aware of all three. I think mm. I'll say it again. The single most important achievement perhaps in anybody's life, and Plato said this, not Ed Wilson, <laughs> know thyself. <laughs> and when I sit with that for a while, I go, oh. And then you go power of now. Uh, ultimately, I think it's in the next book, uh, A New Earth. But Eckhart Tolle suggests that. We are consciousness inhabiting bodies, manifesting into what this where we are right now, the manifested world. These are his words, but just play with it. Um, the most important thing that we do is be consciousness that becomes aware of itself. And then there's this extension of perhaps we are consciousness having experiences, and that's the point of life. The point of life is to be life having experiences, which I absolutely love because it lets you off the hook for everything. (laughs) If you've had a good time, a bad time, a sad time, a happy time, a successful time, an unsuccessful time, and I put both of those in air quotes, uh, you've done it. You've done good. You've done all right because all you need to do is have experiences. If we are just consciousness, inhabiting bodies, having journeys, we're doing it right. And we're all going to die. Does it really matter what we achieve between now and then in the grand scheme of things? <laughs> Careful. Oh. Don't come to coaching with me. <laughs> don't do it. No, I, I just, I love that question because I'm kind of like, it matters in the moment, so to speak, but in the grand scheme yeah. of things, when it's all said and done, we don't know. Mm. But it's my we, favorite way to live is to pay yes. attention to the moment and know what I want. know what matters to me because it does matter. It is real. I live in a constant, you know how you said it's never done. I agree with you. And, and trauma, PTSD, those things are very real triggers, very real things can come to you throughout your life. But if you live in a constant state of openness with your heart and your mind, openness to experience openness to what happens without prejudging, without needing it to go a certain way, then this is acceptance. You can accept what comes. You can accept what is here now. And I'm still left with insane horniness for cartoon men. And so I go look it up and I jerk off to it and it's wonderful. It's actually wonderful. And I might share that with some friends and the friends might go, Ed, you're crazy. And then the other friends would be like, actually, I find that really hot as well. And sometimes when you you go out into life, you connect with other people, you appropriately let your guard down and share your truth with other people. These are the most exciting, important, and pleasurable moments of our lives. You know, our partners are people we can trust to let our guard down around. If you can't, 
I'd explore why you feel that way. Either they're putting something on you or you don't feel that you can be yourself. And that is so many of us gay men. And not that we have to analyze the past, but so frequently the reason for that is because we've been told in no uncertain terms that you must be careful of how you flip your wrists, style your clothing, do your hair, who you hang out with, everything, because there's a right way to be and a wrong way to be. And it's insane. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Who wants to run around and hurt everybody? Right. No one I've met. Not the Republicans, not the Democrats. Good job, brain. Um, <laughs> people don't want don't, to. They don't want to hurt people. They reactively end up hurting people because they are suffering. They yes. are suffering a form of self-rejection. Uh-huh. Every priest or mufti or Republican that comes and says, that's right and that's wrong, they're doing it to themselves as well. They have not achieved acceptance, self-love, and they are not free as a result. The best thing we can do, I think, before we die is to have this realization and then live accordingly. Show Mm -hmm. up in a way that you can give people permission to be exactly who they are. And, you know, if they come and try to murder you, do something about it. We always react in situations. But I don't think that many people really want to murder anybody. Mm. And so you can give everyone permission. But this happens in our own community all the time. Yeah, we judge. This uh, the attacking and judging each other, and yeah. you know, We're you know, we are suffering. And until we start to own who we are, and yeah. I, I literally just recorded—I haven't posted it up, but <laughs> I think I just recorded a little Instagram video about some of this today, like, and maybe it was a couple of days ago. But let's just go, you know, really quickly. Like the people who judge the people who are in an open relationship, I'm like. It's kind of like if you don't want an abortion, then don't get an abortion. If you don't want an open relationship, then don't get it. But don't don't call judgment on somebody who's like, this is what's working for us because yeah. you're not in their universe. You don't understand the depths of what it is. And maybe it won't work. I'm never going to say it is going to work. I'm never going to say it isn't going to work. But it's such an interesting space to be because at the crux of that, from my perspective, this is where Rick gets a little coachy then what's underneath that for you that's causing you to throw out that comment or that that judgment on Mm. somebody else Mm. because it's all wrapped up in you yeah jealousy jealousy it's in you it is in you yeah yeah and one of the things that i see with gay men a lot this is why i love working with gay men is the moment you can start to own your truth and own Mm. yourself Mm. so much judgment starts yeah, to falls diminish. away yeah i mean one of the things guys ask me all the time is well how do i meet a man well you got to meet yourself first yeah you got to meet yourself and know your yourself first yeah mm-hmm. and, and find comfort in that you've got to have your own back you've got to say i don't know how to do everything i don't know how this is going to go but i yeah. will take care of me because i'm not wrong mm-hmm one of my and favorite then you things. Can let your guard down, and then you can connect. You can yeah. meet a man anywhere. Hello, grinder. You yes, can exactly. meet a man, but you can't meet and connect with this man until you can find the space, the time, the way in which you can appropriately, bit by bit, reveal your truth and establish a real connection. One of my favorite phrases when I'm working with a guy who says, "Well, you know, how do I do this?" I'm like, one simple thing. Learn how to let your guard down before you let your jock down. It's pretty simple <laughs> because that's it. I mean, you, we don't seem to have, oh, I'm going to, again, generalization boys. So I'm going to say it or men. We seem to be able to drop our jocks 
and not have any issue with being that vulnerable, even though I know some do, they're like, oh my God, it's not big enough or whatever. But don't let somebody see the real me. Oh, no, no, no. That's way too scary. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud, you're naked in bed with somebody. They're seeing yeah. the the everything. Yeah, you can feel the insides of my rectum, but you can't see my hurt inner child. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Ooh, as Oprah, as Oprah would say, that's a tweetable right there. I feel the insides of my rectum, but you can't see my inner shot. That's good, Ed. That net. That's a good. You like one. that one? Yeah, I do like that one. Put it on that, a plug. That, that was that was office. worth that was worth the whole conversation. So now I'm done with you. I don't need to talk to you anymore. But um, no, but I, I had a, I, I had a conversation. Uh, Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. A couple of things. I did see you post that about open relationships. And if you want to jam about that, I am here for it. Um, the second one was uh, I was speaking to a client just the other day and I was like, well, you know, when I go to a sauna, I try to talk to people first. He goes, you what? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I tell people, oh, hey, I just like to chat for you for a minute. I, you know, I just like to get to know who I'm having sex with. He's like, right. oh, I saw his eyes go like dinner plate wide. He's like, you can talk to people well better than that oh you can talk like yes it's more yeah i don't have a dick in my mouth i can actually talk <laughs> not so. yet <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. yes 100 percent. and I, and he goes oh my god ed I, I i get it i've actually scolded people before for talking at the sauna i was like don't worry let me tell you a story so i was in the dry section um the dry the dry hot sauna and this guy, like, you know, makes eyes and winky eyebrows at me and stuff. And um, he's like, hey, how about it? I was like, oh, hey, how you going? Like, oh, I just like to chat a bit first. He's like, oh, I'm not in here, mate. And I was like, oh, well, it is for me. Like, he goes, that's not how it goes here, mate. And I go, yeah, but that is how it goes for me. And I saw his brain start to melt and his eyes went jittery. And he's like, oh, I can't understand what's happening here. I don't get it. Don't get it. He had to walk out. He was so uncomfortable that I was asking to talk and he was saying, we don't talk. And he couldn't find peace with our disagreement. He actually had to leave the area because he was so conflicted. But this is, this is what we're doing. This is an extreme form of being ashamed of who we are. So we refuse to share it with other people. And, mm -hmm. and I think generally speaking, people are allowed to hold on to whatever beliefs and positions they want about relationships and marriage and monogamy and non-monogamy. But if you are being exactly who you are, you're not trying to hurt anybody. Your sex life has nothing to do with wanting to hurt your partner. You love your partner to a certain extent, and that's how that goes for you. Your sex life plays out how it plays out. And if one person is all you ever want to need, Yahtzee. There are many open relationships where one partner doesn't do anything outside the relationship, not because yep. they believe it's wrong, but because they're not interested. That's absolutely right. fine. And then the other partner goes off and plays because he says, actually, this is very important to me. I'm not trying to leave you. I don't not love you. I just feel these needs and these wants that are very real inside of me. Can I go play? Can I go express them? Because ultimately, this form of sex is play. Mm -hmm. And do you love your friends? Well, sure. You can love your friends. Do you have sex with your friends? Another difficult, interesting question. Yeah. But you can go explore that. Find out what works for you. And I bet no part of you wants to hurt your friends or your lovers or your partners. Exactly. And there is a happy medium that you can find for yourself. And it doesn't matter if it's monogamous or open, quote unquote open. Um, everyone can find the right thing for them more or less. And that's the great journey. It is a great journey. And that's part of what I feel like you've captured this, the multiple layers of gay men and who we are 
and who we become in this book. And um, <clears throat> really happy for you, man. Really happy thank that you. this came to fruition, that you, thank you, thank you thank saw. You. I mean, it's interesting because I have a lot of coach friends that we talk about lots of different things, right? Mm. And I guess because I coach professional speakers, they're like, they're like the most interesting breed because they're like, oh, I want to speak, but then, oh, I need a course and then I need, I need a podcast and then I need this and I need that. I'm like, I thought you wanted to be a speaker. Mm. I'm not saying any of the rest of that's wrong, right? But it's mm. kind of similar as, you know, coaches, like I really want to help gay men, but I'm going to do this and this. What I love about what you're doing here is that you found an avenue that is 100% you. Mm. Your love of art, your love of a message, your love of bringing those two worlds together in a mm. space that brought you alive. Mm. And that to me is all we can hope for as humans is that we bring ourselves alive in a way that causes us to never regret anything. We bring yeah, ourselves alive our to time. our, yeah, absolutely. Mm. In fact, um, I was working on some stuff yesterday or the day before and I do these motivation Monday little things that go out in the mail and they show up on my Instagram. And the one that I wrote that's coming up is daily ask yourself, what does it mean to come alive and go do that thing? Mm -hmm. I have a little note on my uh, desk as well. Very, very similar. I did this in front of a client, but I hold this all the time. It says, how can I love myself better today? Mm. And it's easy to look at that and not think about it. But if you spend a good 30 seconds, it's the same thing. It is. If I, I'm like, thing. oh, I really want some apple juice. Like I really, really want apple juice. That apple juice is going to be the best apple juice you've had in a very long time. I don't know why you want it right now, but if it's true for you, you're more alive by following your truth to where it wants to take you. Absolutely. And how can I love myself better today? Well, you can allow yourself to live in such a way that you go and do the things that really matter to you. Yes, there's systems. Yes, there's capitalism. Yes, there's the law. But there's a lot of leeway. This is the great blessing of our, although they're troubled, wonderful, wonderful societies. In that, relatively speaking, we have extreme freedom and extreme abundance. You just can't deny it. We yep. are talking through lightning-powered glass across the entire friggin' world, which yep. used to be the stories of fantasies and magic in around campfires for young children. We have all of that and yep. more. We have rocket-powered planes and cars. We have everything we could possibly need. The thing that we are lacking, if, if I can phrase it this way, is abundant self-love and self-acceptance. We're so caught up in our minds being dragged away from reality, worrying about this, that, and the other. You know, you are a bit older than me, Rick. I'm, dare I say it again, 34. Um, but we are all babies. We're all babies. Mm -hmm. Look mm -hmm. at the grand scheme of things. We're going to be dead before you know it. I'm going to be older than you before you know it. And there's no stopping it. It is guaranteed. What do you want to do with your life? Come more alive love yourself better. And here's my favorite thing that kind of coaching, the last step is show up for others to show them that this is possible because then we're going to have a gay bar where we arrive and you're like, Hey boys, what's up? What are we doing? Are we drinking beer? Are we playing pool? Are we having sex? Like I like, I like this, that, and the other. And they're going to be like, Oh, Bradley over there actually likes that. Hey Bradley, never seen you here before. Do you want to bend over the pool table, the, the hidden pool table, or do you want to just play pool and chat about your busy work day? We're going to be 
connective, freer, more open, more comfortable. And it's a great tragedy that that's exactly what the promise of a gay bar is. It's an ex- a more or less exclusive place for us to be us. But we end up judging, rejecting, policing, controlling each other in exactly the same way that we do it to ourselves. And the only way out of this is for you to do your work, for you to accept yourself, you to stop policing and judging yourself. And as Rick said before, you'll see your judgment and your policing of others, your controlling, demanding that they be monogamous, non-monogamous. It will drop away because you're in acceptance of just what is just yourself and all of your uniqueness. We've been dealt our cards. We can't not be gay. I don't actually think it's a problem. Are you living as if it is? That's a perfect place to bring this <laughs> full circle, my friend. So if cool. somebody wants to get a hold of the book, they can yes. go to to give us the website, even though it's going to be on the show page and everything. But <laughs> shout it out. It is www.agaymanbook.com. There's a cute video. Don't miss it. Yep. You can also follow me on uh, at a gay man book on Instagram. There will, of course, be the occasional promotions and buy now and sell. Bye, bye, bye. Um, But usually I want to really take every scene and every emotion and every part of this book and analyze it and take it apart and build it into beautiful content. Mm. Some people might feel as if they've seen the whole book before they've even bought it. But that's a that's an okay problem to have. The mission and yes. the goal of the book is to spread love and self-acceptance and transformation. A gaymanbook.com. Awesome. <laughs> and he's down down under, so you know, don't hold that against him. It's just where he <laughs> is. But um Ed, thank yeah. you. Oh, my it's global shipping. So much. Oh, it is global. Uh, yes, I know that. Yes, oh, it's, it's absolutely global. global. Yeah. 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 So, so it's very cool. It's quite futuristic. It's print on demand. So I have no stock. I don't ship it to you. Yep. Um, it is printed in Tennessee in the United States. Uh, it is printed in the UK for Europe and most of the rest of the world. It's actually cheaper to go from UK to Canada than US to Canada. I found that out yesterday. Interesting. Uh, and also here in Melbourne, where I am for Australia, New Zealand. So awesome. if you buy online, there's a there's a flat shipping fee, um, but it will be delivered to your door within a week or two. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for putting that out in the world, buddy, and being who you are. And I always love, I always love our conversations. They're always me too. And thank you, Rick. We have the same mission. So we do. Thank you very much. All right, guys, you heard it. You know what to do. Go be a gay man that you're supposed to be and have a good week. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.